This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What up, everybody? Sorry to interrupt the regular programming right here, but Rick and I have to pay the bills, so we're going to run an ad. This ad is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys. What up, podcasters? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. I hope you guys are having a good time despite this quarantine. I just wanted to remind you that we are going to keep rolling out content after content after content of premium top shelf stuff every Tuesday and every Friday. We're just going to keep this train moving along, getting you through this quarantine of sports and hilarious stories. And uh, we're here with you guys. We're fighting this thing with you and we're with you every step of the way. I want to recap last episode. That was episode five. Uh, we were down in we were in Chicago, and we were six and zero up until this point. Uh, we were doing we're doing our ten games in ten days, so this is the seventh game. And unfortunately, the Cubbies didn't pull through, and we had our first loss. So we're six and one, but we had a blast in Chicago, and now we're rolling into South Bend, Indiana. And Timmy Galano is who we're staying with this time. This is episode six, Notre Dame, Here Come the Irish. Rick, kick it off. All right. So, again, like I've said before, I'll say it again, and I'll say it every time if I have to, but staying with all of our friends and the hosts, that's our favorite part of this whole trip. When we go on these journeys, it's rekindling with old friends getting a chance to meet new friends, uh, going to the games. It's just a huge, huge part of our trip. And we forever will appreciate and remember all of our hosts, especially Tim Galano, as we're rolling in Friday night into South Bend, Indiana. And I'll just try to set the stage a little bit. This is September. It's still warm out in the Midwest. And like any major school, the campuses are just buzzing on the weekends for the big college football games. You get hundreds of thousands of people coming in and it is just exciting, couldn't be better. 
And so we're getting into town. It's probably around six, seven o'clock-ish. And we head straight to Tim Galano's townhouse, which is actually a beautiful, very nice townhouse for oh a Oh, my gosh. The kid was living like a king. I can't believe Mr. and Mrs. Galano were paying for that. Unreal. Wow. Unreal. Unreal. Place I've seen on a college campus. Hands down. Hands down. They, dude, they had granite countertops at this place. Did you see the bathrooms? The bathrooms. I've never even been in the house that's had nicer bathrooms since. They, they had double sinks, I think. They had a his and a hers sink. It was anyway, very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Quick, quick plug right here before Rick dives into our escapades that night. Um, South Bend and Rob Brandt don't get along. You know, it's not a good combination. South Bend has always got the best of me, and it's going to continue on this trip. I don't know if I'm going to go back just because I have too much fun, and quite frankly, I can't remember. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I went there two times before. This is Rick's first time coming into South Bend. Uh, Mike Galano, Timmy's older brother, is one of my great friends from growing up, and I visited him in the spring. Uh, they had an event called Yagata Regatta. And it's an awesome event where they make shift boats go across this lake and nobody makes it, but it's a great time. So you got a regatta. And then I also went there the following fall for a Notre Dame Navy football game in 2012. And I got to tell you guys, if you go to South Bend, Indiana to see a football game, you got to go to a place called In Between the Buns. It is a sports bar on campus but they serve these things called uh, Papa Smurfs. And they are uh, like Long Island iced teas on steroids where they cross your hand twice because you can only have two as a limit. So I had a great time in South Bend. Don't remember much. I'm gonna let Rick take it from here and talk about our escapades with Timmy. Rob, the whole town knows you had a great time in South Bend, Indiana. Everybody knows you had a great time in South Bend, Indiana. And that continued during this trip and this one 24-hour stint that we spent there. So we get into town. We meet up with Timmy. Him and his boys are chilling, getting ready for a Friday night on, on campus. Uh, there was a big party that we were going to be planning on heading over to. And, you know, this is your typical college frat fraternity pregame scene kind of deal. And I don't even think they were in a fraternity, but it just had that camaraderie that you just always envision on a college campus. So, so here we are. Everybody's having a good time. There's some pregame action going on. And, and we're going over to Timmy's boy's house. His name was Raven. We were heading over to Raven's place. And, uh, and the party did not disappoint. And this was back in 2013. Uber really hadn't really been on the scene yet. So I remember we dialed up a cab ride over there. The only thing was there was no cabs available. So they sent a limo. Do you remember that? They sent a limo. Yep, sent a limo. So, so this limo shows up at Timmy's condo townhouse. And all of us, there was probably like five or six of us. We got in and the thing was just packed. It had drinks in it. It had the ice. It had the, the TVs, the phone. It was like a real limo. And so we're rolling over there. And again, everybody's feeling good. Everybody's having a drink or two. And I just remember you and me getting into some sort of, it was almost like it wasn't a serious back and forth. But when we got out of the limo at Ravens before we walked up to the party, yeah, yeah, I remember a little stint. 
Let me let me jump in there. So uh, for the listeners out there, Rick does not drink. He 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 hasn't drank. You know, this is 2020 now, and he hasn't had a sip of alcohol for eight years, I think, or something like that. And uh, so he's stone sober, but he got me all riled up, and you know, I was having a couple of beers, so I was feeling a little confident. So we were, you know, pushing back and forth, and you know, just fun brotherly stuff. And um, we get out of this, this limo and we're walking up to Raven's place. And I don't know what it was in me, but I just wanted to reenact that scene in Dumber and Dumber where they're in the tuxedos and they're having the sword fight and then they stop. And then uh, one, of the, uh, one of the guys in Dumber and Dumber, I think it was uh, Harry, just takes his stick and whacks Lloyd's back of his calf. So if you can picture this, I just grab a stick that wasn't a stick, Rob. That was not a stick. That was a two by four. It looked, yeah, it was the size of a two by four. It was a, it was a hefty, hefty stick, maybe a two by four. And I grabbed this thing out of this uh, bushel and I just whack Rick in the calf. And, and as I like crush his calf, Rick has a full beer in his hand, not because he's drinking, just because he wanted to take part in it. And the beer was open, and instinctively, Rick just took his full beer and turned and just whipped it at me. And he was expecting to hit me, but I pulled some Keanu Reeves Matrix-type moves. I have no idea how I pulled it, but I dodged it. And I remember watching the beer just fly by me. And it absolutely smashes <laughs> one of Timmy's best friends in the chest. <laughs> A full beer splashes on Timmy's best friend in the chest, gets all over his shirt, gets on me, gets on my hand. <laughs> Rick, you, you take it from there. Yeah, so, so this guy just got rocked. You caught a little bit of it. And I remember us rolling up to Raven's house, this party, you know, phenomenal, going strong. And Timmy, you know, introduced us to the hosts and, you know, nice to meet you, Raven. Thanks for having us. And uh, then, then he goes to shake your hand. And I remember exactly him going to shake your hand. He looks at your hand as you guys are shaking hands and he goes, bro, you're soaked. What's up? <laughs> and, uh, and you're like, yeah, don't, don't worry about it. It, it was, it was raining or something outside. <laughs> And, and so, uh, so we anyway, we ended up going into the house. We ended up having a great time, awesome party. And I remember I was, I was uh, kind of like uh, nudging you. I was kind of like, in, you know, pushing you a little bit to do different things. And oh, I remember, Rick, you're an instigator, just like just like you were back in childhood. You know, poking me with a stick, poking me with a stick. You know, and when you mess with the bull, you're gonna get the horns sometimes. Well, you know what? That kitchen, that kitchen was never the same because I remember you took three rolls of duct tape and just duct tape basically the guy's entire kitchen. It looked like a massive duct tape spider web. And I'm pretty sure anybody that walked in there the next morning probably looked around and said, what the hell happened last night? Because that place was, <laughs> that place was wild. I got to ask you this. What kind of guy throws a party and then leaves three rolls of duct tape in the kitchen with a bunch of drunk people. What do you think is going to happen? We're going to turn that into a dunk. Yeah, you're asking for a duct tape spider web, if you ask me. <laughs> well, we had a great time. I remember we, we left there. I think um, we might have popped in over at another house. Like, Timmy, again, phenomenal host, had everything lined up. 
But uh, keep in mind, again, we're on this epic journey to go to 10 games in 10 days. It does require a little bit of sleep so that you can bring your full energy the next day on game day. And I think around maybe midnight, 1 o'clock, we, we called it a night. We went back to Timmy's. Everybody else stayed out going real strong. And so we're, we're heading back. I remember we pretty much passed out upstairs in one of the bedrooms on the floor somewhere. Like we were just trying to catch a few hours before getting up early for the, for the afternoon game. And so we passed out. But I remember instinctively that while we were asleep later on in the night, there was a lot of commotion going on. There was some roughhousing. And then I remember people banging on doors. I mean, it sounded like cops were like walking through the house and trying to find like something. I don't know. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> well done, well done. Well, we, uh, we got up early the next morning. And I remember that morning, it was probably like maybe seven, eight o'clock, up and early, ready to go, trying to cook up some breakfast. But when I walked downstairs, it was like I was climbing over body bags and, and people just were laying on the floor and there was stuff all over the kitchen. I, I think actually stuff was like, there were still things being cooked on the stove and they were just like burning. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, that didn't stop you from slopping, uh, slapping in some uh, Pop-Tarts there, buddy. <laughs> Listen, I had to get my energy for game day. It was Saturday in South Bend. It was a beautiful morning. And I think we threw on our our Notre Dame swag, and then we walked on over. It was a little bit of a walk, and, and then we checked out different things. One of the cool things about Notre Dame, and if you're ever in the Midwest, this is definitely a bucket list item to get to, is South Bend, Indiana, Chicago, pop on right over a couple hours away. Um, there's so many cool historical things on campus at Notre Dame. So it, you know, a couple hours worth of just sightseeing before any of the tailgating. Yeah, let me, let me jump in there, Rick, and just drop some history um, knowledge on these, on these podcasters so they can catch up to speed over here. Is that cool? Well, yeah, lay it on them, lay it on them. So uh, they have a beautiful campus, and let's, let's call a spade a spade. So um, South Bend, Indiana, not the best city in the world. But when you, when you put Notre Dame in there, it's, it's, the, it's like the holy grail of college football. And the campus is beautiful. It's unbelievable. They have fountains everywhere. They have ponds. Um, you know, they have this golden dome. And the nickname for, uh, for someone that goes to Notre Dame is a, is a golden domer because of the uh, golden dome that they have on campus. Very religious school. Um, they also have a a massive mural of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, you know, hallowed be thy name. And uh, it, it stands right outside the stadium, which holds 77,000 people. So a massive stadium. Picture like a, a Giants or Jets stadium slapped on this campus. And you got uh, Jesus, the massive mural, like, you know, five, six stories tall. And the way that he's holding his hands it actually looks like it's a touchdown. He's calling a touchdown. So, they, so people on campus jokingly call it touchdown Jesus. Um, and just a, little, just a little history on Notre Dame before we jump into the game and Rick takes that over. One, if you haven't watched the movie Rudy, one, right, one, yeah, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Two, 
you got to watch it during this quarantine. I mean, we talked about the Field of Dreams. We're talking about Rudy. Uh, side note, last night at Rock, I watched Rocky Four. Those are like three of my top five sports movies ever. Um, but just a little history about Notre Dame. They have 21 national championships, which is tied with Alabama for the most national championships. They wow. have seven. Go on, Rick. What? I just want you and the podcasters to know that fact about the championships in Alabama will play a role in what I talk about when it comes to the game. Fantastic. Fantastic. So they have seven Heisman winners. That's tied with the most for Oklahoma and Ohio State. They have 101 All-Americans. 30-something of them were unanimous. They have 52 players that have played at Notre Dame that are in the College Football Hall of Fame. They have 13 members that played at Notre Dame that are in the NFL Hall of Fame. And this was a really cool fun fact. They have 495 selected players from Notre Dame to the NFL draft, and that's only second to USC, University of Southern California. And something that's pretty unique about Notre Dame that no other school can kind of uh, hold highly is every school in the country is affiliated with some uh, conference. So you have the SEC conference, you have the Big Ten, the Pac-12, the Big 12. Uh, yeah, of all these conferences, and Notre Dame is pretty much like, nah, we're going to be independent. <laughs> and, and I think it's them and, and like maybe like one other team that's independent. <laughs> I think it's them and Navy that are independent. And they don't, they're not a part of any, their football program is not a part of any league or conference. Uh, their, their other sports are all part of the uh, ACC. So fun facts right there. Rick, take it away. Talk about game day. Well, listen, I loved all that stuff, and I mentioned Alabama and Notre Dame. It was kind of cool because the year before, Alabama and Notre Dame played each other down in Florida for the national championship. Alabama, of course, won, but it just proved the point that Alabama and Notre Dame, they go head-to-head all the time, and they're two storied franchises, colleges. And so the next year, fast forward, here we are on campus. They're riding high. They just had a great season. Granted, they didn't win the national championship, but they've got a great program going. And Michigan State, one of their big rivals not too far away, was coming into town. So here we are, marquee matchup, Saturday afternoon in South Bend. And we did our tailgating. We did our sightseeing. But now it's time for the game. And that's my favorite part of all these trips and journeys is actually being in the stadium. The Notre Dame band and the atmosphere was just electric. Shout out to the Galano family again. We had coordinated on tickets and uh, we had great seats. Granted, we did find seats that were closer to the field, but yet those tickets that with the Galano's help got us into the stadium. We maneuvered around. We got great seats right behind one of the end zone goalposts. I mean, we couldn't have been more than, what, four or five rows off the field? Four or five rows off the field. But, Rick, talk about the seats and what the seats are. All right. So we mentioned earlier in one of our previous podcasts about the seating arrangement at Lambeau Field in Green Bay. So those seats there are the only NFL stadium seats that are not your traditional seat back, 
with the collapsible foldable seat that you sit on with a cup holder. That's the NFL. At the college level, many stadiums do have those nice seats that we're pretty much used to at this point. Sometimes in a few stadiums, in a few sections, oftentimes where students will sit, there'll be metal bleachers that just take up the bowl area and you sit on metal bleachers or stand on metal bleachers and those are your seats. But at Notre Dame, they had wooden bleachers, which I dare any podcast listener to call in and let us know if they found any other stadium that has wood, because I don't think you will find another stadium in the North American continents that has wooden seats throughout their stadium. That to me was very cool, very historic. There wasn't any jumbotrons at this point. You couldn't really see much of a replay or any stats. It was just, and it, it felt and like. And it was a straight bowl. There wasn't levels. Yep, no levels, just straight bowl. And you felt like you were in like the early 1900s watching a throwback football game. It was pretty awesome. And we had a great time that day. Um, Michigan State made it a close one, but Notre Dame ended up prevailing. I remember at halftime, there was an opportunity to get down on the field. I did not disappoint. Certainly had to make an appearance for a short time there. <laughs> so we, guys, we had these seats that were, that were originally good seats. The Galano family, Mr. and Mrs. G, hooked it up. They said, we're not going to the Michigan State game. You guys can take our tickets. So we got the tickets. We had good seats. We moved up to the fourth or fifth row. I don't know how anybody came and we weren't sitting in their seats. I have no idea to this day, but we just happened to pick some great seats in the fourth or fifth row. And halftime rolls around and Rick goes, I'm going on the field. And I go, yeah, you are. And I turn around and next thing I know, Rick's on the field. He goes, Rob, take my picture. And he's standing next to the goalpost. And I'm like, Rick Brandt's on the field. Rick Brandt is on the field next to the bagpipers. <laughs> It was a good time, uh, short-lived, and then rejoined you for the second half, if I recall, and, and we watched the game. I think we could see Timmy on the other side of the stadium in the, in the student section enjoying himself. Yeah, I remember we, yep. we ended up meeting up with Timmy before the game, too, which was really awesome, although we left hours before Timmy probably even opened up his eyes. We, uh, we did get a chance to link back up uh, that afternoon, maybe around 1, 2 o'clock before we walked into the stadium. So, yeah, all, yep. all good stuff there. Is there any other fond memories you want to touch um, on while in Notre Dame? You know, I like plugging these little facts. And uh, that game was uh, Will Fuller, uh, you know, currently Houston Texans star receiver. That was, uh, that was when he was playing at Notre Dame. So that was kind of cool. And Notre Dame did win. So we're seven and one, but they won 17 to 14. And I remember it was controversial. Like the refs missed like a terrible pass interference. And I don't know if that was the game or it might've been like a, a series of games where like, you know, uh, video review is now a big part of the game. Cause I, I think Notre Dame stole one from Michigan state. <laughs> Hey, listen, I'm not complaining. I was rooting for the Irish, and they came out on top, and it was just awesome. And oh. who knows if we'll ever make it back there. I think you're oh, Irish. You're probably not allowed back there anymore after your antics. That yeah, court-mandated, court-mandated. Hey, listen, if I'm ever in the Midwest, I'll try to get back to Notre Dame. And uh, just, again, thanks to our host there. I remember 
So now we've gone through eight games and we've been to eight games on our 10 game road trip, but we've actually gone through nine days, which meant we needed to get two games in our final day, which was our last day of the road trip. And that's heading back east towards where we're from, New Jersey. And we stopped off in Pittsburgh. And I know our next podcast is going to dive into our host there, talk about our day-night doubleheader in Pittsburgh, which was absolutely memorable. It was a six-hour journey. We left Notre Dame probably around 7 o'clock-ish in the evening, and we had to drive six hours through the night. So we didn't get to Pittsburgh until, geez, probably around a little after midnight, right? Yeah, thank God you were driving. I was nursing a wicked hangover, courtesy of Timmy Galano. Yeah, listen, I can drive anywhere as long as I need to, as long as I got some OAR on the radio and a nice Pop-Tart and some, some Cheez-Its to go along with that. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe some Pringles or something like that, or some combos. You're always a big combo fan. Yeah, you know what? I like the, I like the pizza combos, too. I don't like the regular. I like the pizza. Yeah, yeah, it's all chemicals, so whatever. <laughs> so, so, we're, so we leave Notre Dame. We had a blast there. We had a great time. You know, we're 7-1. We're and one. We got to see two games in, in one day, and we go to crash with our buddy Colin Lang, uh, your former high school quarterback, if I remember correctly, and uh, at Carnegie Mellon. And we're going to end this podcast here, guys. Episode 6, uh, Notre Dame, Here Come the Irish. And I'm signing off. I'm, I'm Rob Brandt. And I'm Rick Brandt. And we are the Brothers Brandt. Stay tuned, guys. Stay strong during this quarantine. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 